I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, Egg Chasers. The Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. This podcast, second in your feed, uh, it, this this one is totally Premiership focused. Somehow, guys, we did a, we did a whole podcast and, and didn't even bring up the, the, the Premiership, so that's fine. It's fine. Let's do nothing but on this one. Um, it's still myself, Tim, Phil, and JB here. Hi. Hello. Subscri- Hello again. If we haven't earned your subscription, and uh, you know, uh, come on, we're here every single Monday, fifty-two weeks a year. Nine years and counting. So uh, please hit subscribe wherever you get your podcast. That helps. So does leaving a five star review. Uh, you can contact us. Uh, you can uh, contact eggtasters at gmail dot com is the email. I've got them open and I'll uh, I'll pepper the podcast with some thoughts. Wonderful. Uh, we have had one great great email which I really enjoyed. I actually laughed a bit about uh, one of our listeners taking his yes. parents-in-law. Oh, let, yeah. So that, wh- why don't you start with that one? Because we can talk about that game. That is a wonderful uh, way to start. It's from Keith, uh, Kieran, sorry, Kieran Jewell, who says, uh, long-time listener, first-time caller, love the pod, etc., etc. You get the gist, blah, blah, blah. Uh, as Wasps were playing Leicester this weekend, I took the opportunity to, to take my wife's grandparents, who are from Leicester, to watch their first match ever. They love the stadium, the fans, and the game, despite... As a Wasp fan, uh, <laughs> Kieran understandably thought it was crap. <laughs> yeah. Uh, after they realised the fans were not separated and it's a different vibe to a football game, they relaxed even more. So much so that at the end of the match, my wife's 80-year-old grandmother spent ages meeting players and getting <laughs> selfies. <laughs> I then realised that she has moved from where we were stood as she decided to go and discuss the game with Lee Blackett. <laughs> <laughs> Lee was very cool with her and politely humoured her as she was asking why wasps were rubbish today and why we lost. She then provided Lee with an in-depth analysis that wasps should focus on catching the ball in games. Uh, that is, I mean, <laughs> watching this game, I cannot disagree with you know, the analysis. Sometimes you need an outsider to look at what you're doing. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and she's pointed out something, isn't it? Uh, she's pointed point out something that simple isn't easy. Yeah. Exactly. He said something I'm sure will resonate with him uh, since she said it. <laughs> For all the negativity surrounding our sport, knowing of the politics within the game, it was so refreshing to see new fans enjoy the, the, the sport and Leicester and Wasp fans and players giving them a fantastic show of what our game is about. Listening to their reflections ever since, it's made me think about rugby and what an excellent game we all share and love. Also, it made my day better knowing that whilst Wasps did not qualify, Bath lost. <laughs> <laughs> yes. At least you're not Bath. Oh, uh, 
Kier- I just want to stop with that game now. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know why it's just. Uh, anyway, it's Kieran Smith. I beg your pardon, Kieran. Uh, keep up the awesome work, lads. Oh, yeah, if, that's, if you that's ever weird. need a club to play for when you're in the New Forest, I'm sure there are plenty that would have you. Cheers, says Kieran Smith. Top but not, uh, you know, not mine. Yeah, I, I thought you were extending yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah there, are, there are other clubs, but not mine. <laughs> Thanks, Kieran. I didn't see this. Tell me about Leicester Wasps. Uh, only seen the highlights, but um, so Leicester put out a strong team. Yeah. So Leicester, and I think had Leicester known the team Saracens were going to put out, they might not have put out as strong a team. Yeah. Um, because Leicester just needed. Um, they needed to win. They needed to get three or four points, let's say. They needed a, a high-scoring draw or a win to make sure they finished in top spot. And they fancied Saints or Gloucester yes. much more than Quinns. Absolutely, which is the right thing to do. So they had to go yeah. quite hard. And it's interesting to see how um, they solved the problem in a different way to, to Saracens, where Saracens rested all their players to make sure they were as fit as and, and fresh as they yeah, can be. And psychologically be. for Saracens, because they were probably thinking, Leicester will probably win. Yeah. So if we go for it, trying to win, and then either we, whether we win or lose, we're still playing Quins. Actually, now we can just sort of like so, like it's, the story they can tell to themselves is, oh yeah, we want Quins. Yeah, 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 we want yeah, Quins. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're going to rest players because yeah. we want Quins. But this game, Wasps obviously they also wanted to finish top eight, and they had to win to overtake London Irish, who weren't playing. Yeah. Uh, so is it, it the ball was in their court, um, but they were playing against a stronger team, and they found it difficult to well. Leicester found it difficult to break Wasps down. Wasps didn't find it difficult to break Leicester down. They just found it difficult to actually catch the ball and score tries. In that first half, there was the uh, Bassett mispass. Yep. There was the Crossdale mispass to a Adogwu, although I think Adogwu should have taken it. And there was, was it Ogre who dropped the ball over the line from the driving mall? Yeah. So they, they could have been and is there 21-7 up at, half, at halftime. And other mistakes as well. Yeah. Um... Uh, Crossdale drops a high ball which is unlike him and then there's the scrummaging issues which looked like to my mind looked like Wasp scrum was going well I think they conceded four penalties in the first half scrummaging so you know you add all those things together it's actually quite a close game um, I, I think the story of Leicester's season this year is they got their act together very quick so out of the gates when everyone's sort of finding their feet and whatnot. Leicester are racking up wins and racking up wins that they don't necessarily deserve. They got lucky in a few games and they say that openly. Saracens at home would be one uh, and there's a handful of others too. Going into the playoffs, they have lost a few a few games in the second half of the season. I think they're playing in the red, i.e. they are playing as hard as they can, as well as they can ev- ev- every week. It's still quite a high standard, but I do worry about them because I think they need to be absolutely on their metal. Uh, to beat anyone in the playoffs. In fact, I, I think that the playoffs are going to find a step too a step too far. I expect them to lose on on Saturday at home to Northampton. Yeah, I do. Really, really. Yeah. That's that's because I I think they obviously they do have the easiest draw both in terms of the ranking, but also um, I think their style will match up nicely in their favour against Northampton, um, and I think they will get through that. I think then that they will struggle against whoever they face, be it Quinns, who've been there and done it last season, or more likely Saracens, who've been there and done it many, many times before. Yeah, I just think that they're playing so hard 
to get their wins. And they are still getting their wins, and they're still very proficient at the things that they do. And the, the biggest compliment I can give to them, well, actually, they gave to themselves, is I think they probably, in a meaningful game, have been the team, other than La Rochelle, to give Leinster even even a, a modicum of competition. Mm. So, you know, they are, they are good. And I'm not saying that they can't win, but I expect them to lose. To lose against Northampton is interesting. Uh, how did this, I mean? Obviously, you can't you can't really tell from highlights. But how did the set piece matchup go? Because because I think uh, B. Yallo has been one of the massive like improve I... improvers this season. He's had a really good year, but I don't know how. But that is as you as you point to that that tight game is where you think Northampton could get un, unstuck. I couldn't work it out. So Wasps demolished the Leicester scrum in one of their confrontations. And then after that, it gets messy. And you'd have thought that after Wasps absolutely panned Leicester, that the ref would be on their side, and he's not. And Genge is pulling out all the tricks. So at one point, Bialo goes down, Genge goes on at the same time. Hard to tell who brings it down. Looks like it could just be one of those things. And you can see Genge driving over Bialo, just so it looks like he's in the dominant position. Like the oldest trick in the book I like it but there are a lot of players particularly in the pro ranks who hate it they think that is an absolute mm. um, scumbag trick yeah. I'm not in that camp by the way I think it's your job it's to all win fair scrum- game yeah it's all fair but game it's your job to win scrum penalties and if uh, ref, ref should be able to spot that yeah, if I can spot it, ref yeah. should, be, should be able to spot it. Yeah, even I can spot that, and yeah. I am not a scrummager. I mean, they're, both, they're both literally on the floor, and one just right one of them, the back, Yeah, one of know? them. It's one of them's legs are still going, and the other one's <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah. So I, I thought wasps, in some respects, were quite um, quite unfortunate. There was a really interesting confrontation on the gain line where Tom Willis runs into uh, Martin. George, George, yeah, George Martin. I did see that. Gets absolutely manhandled. I've never seen either Willis brother get manhandled like that. So uh, yeah, wasps. I, you know, I think wasps will look at that and they'll say we, we could we could have done better. And I think if Moore was relying on it, they might have done better. But for them, it's the end of the season. Is, is well, there, it is what it is. Is yeah. their season? Uh, is them or ex- well, Bristol Sale. Wasps X to Chiefs. Who's had the most disappointing year out of those Brist- four? Bristol's the worst. Yeah, yeah. Bristol's the worst because they, well, they they should have won it last time. They finished top of the league last time. They were twenty eight nil after twenty eight minutes in the semi final. They should they, have won eighty nil in the semi. Yeah, yeah they it should. We can all do the maths. <laughs> <laughs> it should have been eighty nil. Um, yeah, Bristol is the most disappointing. Exeter is also incredibly disappointing. Yeah. I think this is. And I've said it before, the new normal, the great reset in rugby. <laughs> no one is entitled to have a good, good team, though. You're only entitled to do as well as your coaches can do. You, you, you will win nothing and you will be happy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> quite right, Tim, quite right. Um, you'll be led by your coaches. And I think you're going to see teams who are just satis- or fans that are satisfied with just making playoffs every year. Uh you will never or just finish in top half every year yeah you'll never get they'll be happy with a competent season because that's 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 really good if everyone is spending the same amount of money that is really really good we've always had the salary cap but it's it's and everyone in theory has been spending the same amount of money although there's always been teams down at the bottom who are spending a little bit less but you've certainly had eight nine teams generally over mm. the past 10 years who are spending the same Except for salary cap infringements, let's say. One or two. Um, 
But now, because it is so tight and you've had such a squeeze on it, I, th- I think you will still get you'll get waves where there will be a particularly good intake of um, academy kids, um, youngsters who come through, and you kind of get three or four years out of four or five players together who yeah. are all excellent. But then keeping them because you can't all bump them from there. 42k a year to 200k a year that they, you can't bump five of them at the same time you need like to that. be basically DORs are going to need to be like uh, abusive other halves just just keep their keep their esteem really low who would want you <laughs> well I think that they will be able to do this so. that's a joke by the way <laughs> oh yeah yeah me too uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah hashtag me too <laughs> I would um I think you can do it, and I think what DOR is going to be looking for now, well, they have to be, is players with a reason to stay. And I think the poster child of a team that is not built with players to stay is Sale Sharks. So people should look at Sale Sharks and go, okay, that was a great team, lovely whilst it lasted. A, we can't afford that calibre of player from overseas anymore. Mm-hmm. And B, they're not going to stay. Why would they stay? Um, well, they're just going to go to the highest yeah. um, bidder. Fafta Clerk is going here to Japan because he wasn't in the South Africa squad. It was a great offer. He's had a great time. I mean, I'm sure I know that he likes likes Manchester, but ultimately, where where does his family live? Mm-hmm. So you're going to want players with family ties near, uh, in and around the club because you can get them for a discount because yeah, they want to be there. 100. And Alex Anderson will have seen this. There, I mean, it's not just the family and, and where you grew up, but it's who you grew up with. He will have seen, and yeah, you, it's easy to just leap to the salary cap infringements at, Sa- at Saracens, but uh, he will also have seen. I'm absolutely sure that crop of guys coming through together, so bonded together. That they want, they they want to be there. Yeah, and, and that's if, that's what he's doing with these. And if they're from London and whatnot, yeah. and most of them are, to be fair, yeah. they're mm-hmm. going to want to stay there. Mm-hmm. So those are the kind of guys that you're going to want to keep. Uh, the other thing I think you'll see as well with these waves, as you describe, Phil, mm. is DOs making big bets, saying we need to win now. So at the start of the season, you're looking. Say, Leicester Tigers would be a great. Um, version of this right we've got uh, Coley on his last legs we've got Martin we've got Van Portfleet we've got you know you name mm-hmm. you name the superstars which are coming through but they need an extra push who can we get and I think that's when you'll see clubs shelling out on a big one year contract for an international and a, you know, well, a huge someone like Andre Pollard exactly who's coming right in. exactly right get them in now win now yeah because they're probably going that. by the end of next season Stewart Van Portfleet Kelly um, all these young guys, Chesson, yeah, Potter. Martin, Potter, yeah, they're all going to go. They're, well, they're all they're all going to be sitting down with their agents, asking for their market value. Yeah, yeah. Oh uh, well, yeah. And of course, and Leicester's time to do it really is this year, yeah, because they've got their club captain uh, Genji mm. and um, their star player, their best player, their marquee player, George Ford, gone, gone. Yeah. So yeah, and the other thing I was going to say on the salary cap is. You said at the start, some teams spent it, some teams didn't. You know, I think there was a bigger gap because, of course, the salary cap's come down. I think the bigger thing is the amount of talent that's been squeezed out of squads. And I think that is the bigger thing because now a 
poorer side can start picking up cheaper talents. Whereas before, that talent would have just been absorbed and they'd not be on great contracts, maybe a tiny bit more, but they could be there. So and and here, seeing Christian players. Wade talk about how the American model works, he, he was talking about his return to rugby. He's saying, yeah, I've had some offers, but I'm not, you know, I'm taking my time. And the reason he's taking his time is because the way that it works in American sport is you have a lot of players of sufficient standard to do a job not affiliated not attached to a club and just training and keeping themselves ready for when the moment appears so you will probably get quite a lot of players Mm. let's take I don't know uh, Luther Burrell for example 35 years old could do a job for a few months he might drop down a few leagues keep keep training himself and just wait for a time that someone needs a three month cover for a centre I mean even say playing in the championship retraining but you know, checking into Saracens once a week just to train with those lads because I, know, I think that'd be a great option. Funny enough, Haskell did this. Mm. So he did it when he went to Northampton. I know I mentioned Haskell's time at Northampton before, but one of the things they were thinking about was keeping him outside of rugby and then waiting for the opportunity when there's an injury. Example, Blair Cowan going to Saracens to go yep. win a European Cup with someone. Yeah. That makes sense. Jamie Gibson did it a couple of times, I seem to remember. With Gloucester. Gloucester and did he do back at Northampton as well? Might have, yeah. Um, and what's your boy who former Glasgow now at Saracens? Swinners, Swinners, yeah, Swinners come out of retirement. What a signing that is! Saracens yeah. say he's the best signing they have ever made, and which made, is quite something. They made a few. It? Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how that. Now, not not to get into it now, but the Premiership, the they've still not said that um, no relegation and the lower salary cap are going to be permanent. They're, they're going to be for the next couple of years. And then I, I th- certainly I think the intention or they've they've signalled that the intention is that they will wind it back up to both um, relegation and a higher level of salary cap. I honestly don't think, and the French League could prove me wrong here, but I honestly don't think it is fair to ask clubs to adhere to a salary cap and suffer relegation. The reason I don't think that is because if you're coming up, do you say, right, we're going to go back down and, you know, so, so be it, or do you go and spend all, like, all of the money and still go down? So I just. Well, they, think, they get the parachute payments, don't they? Yeah, they do. Do they? Yeah, yeah. yeah they do. I thought that was a, a, no. an urban myth. No. No, but no, because so it's, the, the, well, it's, the, the parachute payments might be different if you're not one of the 13 yeah. clubs. Even, ah, even, <laughs> even, when the, even when the Premiership was 12 teams with promotion and relegation, uh, which I'm not sure it will ever go back to now. The Did 12, London Welsh have 12 teams? Par- par- parachute no. payments? I'm not sure. No. They, I'm not sure. So oh, they no, might, they so might so have so had a nominal thing. So it works on two ways. Unless you're a shareholder yes, of uh, Premier Rugby, you don't get the full payment. So when Exeter Chiefs came up in whatever it was, 2010. 10, 9, 10, yeah. When Exeter Chiefs came up, they their money was a third as much as all of the other clubs. That's so, that, right. so it was like they got one million and the other clubs got three million. Let's say, <laughs> so just which, which, so it's stacked. <laughs> so it was stacked against Exeter Chiefs and against the odds they did it. And had Exeter Chiefs gone back down again, which most clubs come up because of that reason, because without the massive investment and getting the, mm. uh, and also the championship being really good at that time, so it steel sharpened steel and they came up and they were in well, a good it's not spot. So much like, is it? It's a championship 
having a member of the Premiership or two members of the Premiership in it. In it. That's the difference. And lots yeah. of people that were f- funding Championship clubs to try and get them up. So you had lots of very good teams in the Championship at that point. Mm. That would that would have, that would have been the point to think we could transition to what France now have. Yeah. That, so, that that was the moment. But uh, the point being that Exeter Chiefs managed it. It makes it all the more remarkable because. They did it against all odds, and had Exeter gone down, they would have got no parachute yeah. payments and because, or minimal parachute payments. The reason payments. I think they were able to do it is because of slack in the salary cap. So the difference between the top spenders and the bottom spenders meant that Exeter could be a top spender, and they effectively had two squads. They had the continuity squad coming through, and then they were starting to bleed experienced players into that squad. That cost a lot of money. Yeah, but, the, but what they did that was amazing was that they came up with a team that won the championship and with very few additions, stayed in the Premiership. Well, loads of additions. They came up with the biggest squad. They came up with their squad yeah, yeah, at the but time. The, but the squad yeah. that won the Championship kept them in the Premiership. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, but it's that transition. You can't do that now. So you, if you came up and you had to spend your four million, or 4.5 or 5 million, right, you would struggle to do that. Um, you would have a model more like London Welsh, where they fired everybody and got 26 new players in, or whatever it is. Because I don't think a championship squad, without the investment of all the other players... Bristol tried it. Bristol came up with an enormous squad, trying to bleed new players into it. And what did they have, like 40-odd players? It was a huge, huge squad. Maybe there was it 50-odd players, actually. I think, I think the, the extra squad that came up, because they had players who weren't good enough to get them up for, who were on like two-year deals that were still running and they brought in a load of players to get them up as yeah. well. Um, they had like a 50-plus man squad. I'm sure that Bristol were actually more than that. Bristol tried Bristol to... might have been even more than that, yeah. Yeah, huge, huge squads and that's what you need to, you need to stay up. So asking the teams to have a salary cap, it's almost not fair because you need the extra manpower to, to come up or you're going to go straight back down. So I don't see how ring fencing really helps. Even in France, there's enough slack in that salary cap so you can come up and down. But it's, it's tough. I mean, the guys that came up last year are going back down. Pirates. Pirates, yeah. Perpignan, who came up a couple of years ago. But the difference being, because of the longer-term thinking and the incentive for people to and communities to invest, they're going back down into a league which still has... TV broadcast money still has really good mm. matches so yeah mm. we could rehash the whole conversation all over again but what what has been said is that uh, after uh, two seasons time there will be promotion and relegation which I'm doing with air quotes because it's still stacked I mean there's no <laughs> it's almost not worth the paper it's written on because it's going to be a playoff well didn't um, Bayonne lose their playoff to beat Ritz last time? I mean, it'll make a, dr- a, dr- a dr- at least a, at least it would have made well. So let's just put it in the context of this weekend. I'm glad, uh, and uh, Kieran sent us an, a, a great email, and, and yes, you're absolutely right about how fantastic a sport that we watch is, and there were some amazing tries scored in other games, but it was not a good spectacle for the sport. No, basket I agree with that. basketball scores in every game, and. I mean, boys on the beach. Yeah. There was some of the defenses. Yeah. There was some great tries, like the the Callum Chick, the Callum Chick. Oh yeah, try for example, and a, cu- a couple but, of Northampton ones. Yeah, and some. A there were some of great the Worcester ones. There's some yeah. great. Yeah, there's me. There's a couple of Shilcocks, um, but some of some of that. That some of the defending was non-existent. Well, it was not yeah. Premiership standard. Boy, boys were thinking about the beers afterwards and getting to Dubai or wherever they're going to. Yeah, somewhere. You uh, yeah, you, yeah, you're absolutely right there. Your man. Your man. Did you watch the best game of the weekend though? Uh the the game that I watched live was the uh Don Tim was at Northampton Northampton Newcastle. Oh, Saints. Ah. 
Well, well, I, was, I was meant to be at Gloucester, and then got got a late got a late call. Literally, as I was about to leave the house to go to Gloucester, uh, got a call. Um, uh, Craig Doyle was uh, incapacitated, um, ill. Mm. Get, well, get well soon, Doyle. Mm. And um, yeah, got, so got shifted to Franklin's Gardens. Wow. Mm. Okay, so Franklin, Franklin's Gardens. I mean, it's hard to know how good Saints are and how bad Newcastle were. Uh, maybe you could shed some light on that. Um, a bit of both. It, <laughs> it came in waves, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Because, <laughs> I mean, Chris Boyd's um, uh, post-match assessment was mm. pretty much spot on where he said, yeah, we, it was great to score a lot of tries in front of these this crowd. We, we played some really good stuff. We were awful after the second half, uh, but got the job done. So he wasn't getting carried away. He was basically, if we, if we play like we did after half-time, Against Leicester next week, they'll they'll get tanked. Yeah, and if they tackle like they did for Calum Chicks, Chicks try, the the Furbank was coming across and just thought, nope, not not yeah, not for me. Yeah, I want to play. In, I want to play. I want to get my England money in this summer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I want to play in the it, the semi final. Yeah, I want to play in the semi final. It cannot be understated how awesome what Northampton are good at. We've talked about it before. Yeah. What the skills they execute at full pace. Is amazing. It's getting there, isn't it? It's amazing. It's, it's, it does feel. I was watching this game, thinking it's a shame that Chris Boyd is leaving because he has, and it's taken quite a long time. And this is the right time of the season with the right weather, the right conditions to see this kind of rugby. But it's a shame that he's leaving because when they're on song and they are going coast to coast, they are so good. Yeah. The problem with this style of rugby is I do think it can be successful. In fact. I can see a scenario where they beat Tigers and they face off against Harlequins and win the league. I mean, that is a scenario that I... That would be the most entertaining final. Yeah. That, that would be a brilliant final. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be amazing. It'd be horrible for you to watch JB. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not your kind of rugby. for the neutrals, of course. Yes. But, um, yeah. Now, the problem with this style of rugby, in my opinion, is it's good for the premiership because you tend to peak at the right time. So come the summer months when you're really you know, hitting your stride and the ground's nice and hard, yeah, fantastic. You'll never win a European Cup, though. No chance. No chance. Because <laughs> you're, you're right going away to, away to Claremont in the middle of winter. Send the kids. And you're going to uh, Tolman Park in the middle of winter. No chance. No. Absolutely no chance. I can't see a single European game being won by Northampton next year. <laughs> Not a single one. I can see them getting into the playoffs again. They, mm. They've got an exceptional crop of young backs. We, we've talked about many times. But as I say, the, the, and I think you're right. And Sam Vesti should definitely take some credit as well as the mm. attack coach. Yeah. But, but in four, if, year, four years, uh, Chris Boyd, and yes, he hasn't, Chris Boyd hasn't. Uh, created Tommy Freeman out of thin air. That was the the Saints Academy and, and well, and the Leicester Academy who let him go. Hundred <laughs> percent. Thank you, Leicester. And and Furbank and you know Hutchinson was was already there and yeah. Um, and Dingwall looks really good this year. So Mitchell, who's been brilliant. Mitchell's been brilliant. Yeah. So but so he's had some great raw materials to work with. However, I think you're absolutely right, Phil. That what we have been seeing the last couple of months is four years of work from Chris Boyd, his blueprint and. In these, as the as the tracks get firmer and the weather gets better, you you do see what Chris Boyd came in with, and wh- whether it'll, I don't think it's going to win him a premiership, which is what what the target was. So he won't be viewed as a big success, but um, much like Pat Lamb with Bristol last year, it has shown that there is another way. Yeah, I, the thing that's about Northampton, maybe I'm being a bit hypocritical here is they seem to be a system. And with if you've got a good system, 
you can feed people into the system and they can, broadly mm. speaking, rec- recreate at least some, some of the success. If this team was all just about individual talents, you would have a problem. And I think the reason you know it's a system is because outside of Dan Bigger in the backs, you named all those awesome backs. There's not really an international. Hutchinson sometimes plays for Scotland. Um, yeah, a bit out of favour. Yeah, Fur- Furbank. Furbank sometimes he's plays kind of, England. Yeah, he's kind of... He's the kind of guy who will make a World Cup squad because he has a bit of utility about him. Yeah, but he's, but then, he's not. He's not a first. So Max Malins. Proctor got one yeah, New Zealand yeah. cap. Yeah, Scoes yeah. and not on the international yeah. radar. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And I tell you what, I love watching uh, Freeman run. Freeman's awesome. He just eats up the ground like no one's business. It's just yeah, very very. He, he does. Although seeing him yesterday, I, I, there's no one quicker than Adam Radwang in the Premiership. because so, I thought so his try. Where he goes down the right wing, I thought that was Radwan first time watching that he went outside. I was like, "Oh my god, that's unbelievable!" And then I realised that was Carreras, and Radwan was coming across, closing him down, yeah. going even faster. It's very, very fast, is Adam Radwan? He is fast, very fast, yeah. seriously fast. I, th- I think Saints are going to cause so, Leicester all sorts of problems ne- ne- next week. Oh, and one more thing, it just dawned on me how much I enjoy the contrast of Dan Bigger playing next to Hutchinson. I, 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 I think it might be it could be Rory Hutchinson coming back into form this year Dingwall being really Dingwall, good as yeah. you've talked about he's Phil a, he's, had a, he's had a great season um, that's freed uh, Bigger up a little bit but I think they've also got leaders in that team now Courtney Laws is back in the side and what, what, just one thing on Courtney Laws very noticeable he gets a lot of stick from some quarters out you know people that don't play the sport uh-huh. or people that just exist on twitter <laughs> weird body shaped neck beards <laughs> bit of that um it was very very noticeable how many people and i've seen this a few times and it's definitely a trend and it, uh, there was probably no more the case yet than yesterday uh, when with newcastle the number of people from opposing teams who during the warm up walk over say hello give him a hug that he is I, I I don't I don't think there's a more there's few more respected professionals in the Premiership. Nonsense, mate. Not, they they don't want to be levelled. <laughs> I mean, I mean, maybe that is a form of respect, actually. But I don't think it's because you know they want to chat. They're just like, look, I'm going to be. Play- We've both got families. We both need to make a living. <laughs> it happens to you, right? You you, you missed on lot missed out on lots and lots of England money because of that thing with Manu. So like, yeah, you know, I just won't go hard if you don't go hard. Okay? <laughs> well, he is England captain. Mm. Ninety caps, British and Irish lion, twice tourist. He's the most He's- capped English. English forward, forward co- playing, playing. playing the game, yeah, and and he's also Mr. Northampton. Yeah, grew up in Northampton. He's been there his whole career. I do. I think he will go to. I think he will go to France after the next World Cup. I, I hope he gets a massive, massive paycheck. Huge, paycheck. huge, unbelievable. But he has given a hell of a service to Northampton for, but, for fifteen uh, years. That's what now. I'm saying. With him, with Ludlam, uh, oh, with yeah, um, with some of the guys. That are really stepping up. I think it's free Dan Bigger up, and he just does what he does. And Dan Bigger's playing so well. I think Northampton really rely on their pack more than other teams. Wait for it. Um, <laughs> in the sense that if they don't pull their weights, I mean they don't need to. They don't need to be Saracens. They don't need to be dominant. They, they, they just need just, to give a platform. Yeah, they just need to carry a bit, free up the backs a bit. That that and when they don't do that, it's noticeable because Northampton get absolutely panned. Question, Tim, because you were there. Do, uh, is there any talk of what the structure, the coaching structure, is going to be next year? As in, I assume that um, Dowson and Vesti and Ferguson, the scrum coach, are all staying. But do we know who's going to be director of rugby? 
I, I can't so. recall seeing the equivalent no. of the bath announcement last week. I guess they're waiting to the end of the season to announce it. Ooh, bath. Anyone see bath? <laughs> um, I've, I've seen, again, the, the well, highlights. Well, let's just, let's just um, talk about the first semi-final. Cause we've just talked about Northampton. It's some absolutely yep. fizzing attacking rugby. Absolutely awesome. Um, Leicester got the job done again. Yeah, and Leicester... They were made to their strongest team was made to work for it by Wasps, and obviously this game did mean something to Wasps. Oh yeah, because they they wanted top eight. It was it was theirs for the taking, and they um, because of their failings missed out. But yeah, Leicester did struggle a little bit. Now, JB, you said before you predict a Northampton win, Tim, and I I think. I think this matchup works in Leicester's favour. You know, yeah. I probably agree with your summation, JB, that Leicester aren't, they're not playing their best rugby, whereas Northampton are playing well. I just can't, I find it difficult to look past Leicester in this because they will they will prevent Northampton from getting that um, good quality front football, or not even front football, parity in the, in the yeah. forwards. Uh, the way I see this game is you've got two teams. One is just trying to maintain their form and the other one knows they're getting better. And when you're going up against a team that knows they're getting better, they're very dangerous. Midlands Derby as well. Yes, it is mm. a Welford Road. But I just think that... Let's look at how Leicester dealt with Wasps, who are not dissimilar in their attacking intents in Northampton. And it wasn't easy for them. If a few more hands go, uh, sorry, balls go to hand... Yeah, yeah. I was was could have easily won this. Yeah. Was could have won this by 10 points had if they if they don't bomb those three chances and they were guilted chances they should have finished all three of them. Then was win by 10 points. Yeah. Yeah, I, I the more I think about it the more I think Northampton. Interesting. I do think Leicester If they're disciplined, I think penalties <laughs> would kill Northampton. Uh, yeah, and, and Leicester will exploit penalties. Yeah, scrum, pe- scrum penalties would be or the potential absolute nightmare scenario. Key question for Leicester: Their two um, star-studded and try-scoring hookers Montoya and Dolly weren't playing, and I think both had injuries, haven't they? Yeah, but do, you, I, do we know if either of those or both of those are going to be back? Because I think that does make a big I'm difference. I'm sure Dolly's not coming back. I'm sure of that. Dolly's definitely not. Yeah, yeah. Mon- Montoya. Montoya. Montoya is a massive Montoya. But um, I quite like Charlie Clare. I really like him. I don't think there's many uh, teams in the Premiership that have such 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 depth in uh, such depth at hooker. Um, that's how Newcastle, Newcastle, yes, quite, yeah, and nowhere else. Um, uh, well, Saracens with the third top try scoring no, no, hooker. No, 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 no. I mean, what I mean is Newcastle have no more depth anywhere else. Not there's oh, no so okay. uh, uh, so they've got great hookers. depth at hooker. Yeah, and just, that's it. Just nowhere else. Just trade one of your hookers for something else. Anything else, really? <laughs> um, yeah. So <laughs> if Tigers can slow this down, make it a bit, little bit more attritional, win, win some, win some scrum pens, they should turn over Northampton. I just don't think that they will. I think Northampton will get, uh, will get over the get game line fairly easily, and then it'll just compound and eventually Tigers will. Ford v bigger is. Just awesome, but I nice. think I think um, and, and bigger can pull rabbits out of hats, and I don't think there's any fly half playing better right now in mm. the Premiership and over the last couple of months. But George Ford, George Ford manages to do it when he doesn't have front football, but it, when he does have it, he 
he can pull the strings and I think that will make the difference and Ford desperately wants to sign off with a premiership title if he doesn't get mm. one this year I don't think he's getting one full stop it's going to take a while for him to get one at sale yeah, it's not going to happen at sale not anytime yeah. soon they need to rebuild properly so we got one in was it 2011 oh yeah he's got one we've got one as a 19 year old or 18 year old yeah yeah very very young oh, very young. there we go retire <laughs> doesn't need it yeah he should have retired at 17 perfect <laughs> Um, so Tim, you and I going for Leicester, JB going for Northampton. Yeah, but I can't wait, and I'm, I think, I think, I'm working on that. Are you? I'm so excited. Uh, Tom so Wood, excited. that will be awesome. Tom Wood off the bench, scoring the corner. Is it because he, he wasn't involved today? I don't know. He, is he? Yeah, don't know. I'm don't know. He's injured. Don't know. There's a lot of Northampton Saints <laughs> players uh, who are leaving who aren't you won't, you won't see again. Who who is leaving from Northampton? Because I'm finding finding all this fascinating. Waller's coming back. Um, Uara is leaving. Uh, Ap- he was good. Appy Rattini. Yeah. Uh, yeah. um, Harrison is going. Yes. Yeah. That's another. Who's one. not not really played much for a while. Uh, who else? Who else is going? Just um, I, I had a list in my notes yesterday. So I've not seen the announcements. Uh, nine players. There we go. Gr- nine Grace players to leave the club. Uh, Reese Marshall, Nick Autorak, JJ Tonks, Connor Tupai. Connor Carey, Carl Garside, Josh Gillespie, Ollie Newman, Leroy O'Neill, which was an announcement last week or two weeks ago. Not being funny. So that's, but that's there are more. There are more going than that. Yeah, that's well, they're, they're kind of mostly academy. But what one player? What a pickup! Aaron Hinckley has been. <laughs> Hinckley's been a great pickup. Like, and what were the power station? Firstly, what were uh, <laughs> yeah? What were Exeter doing? Not playing him. They didn't give him great. any game time. I, he doesn't fit into their system. Well, how, oh, yeah. how big is he? That's the first question. He's about six foot. That, maybe there's, six one. There's yeah. your answer. He's not big enough. The Simmons tax, mate. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's a real thing. Yeah. It, it is, yeah. You, they would, the way that they play, he would struggle because of Simmons. I, I would just sort of eyeing him up on, on the bench about ten feet away from yeah. me. I would have had him down as six foot and... 16 stone. Did you weigh him? Pretty, pretty much Bob on according to his ex achieves profile. Six foot and 103 kg, which puts him at six, 16 stone, two pounds. Yeah, there so, you go. Proper so you are, Sunday story. I didn't even Tim, need to pick him up and weigh yeah, him. I could Tim, just eye him. Your eyeballing is much better than JB. <laughs> well, hang on, no. The <laughs> JB I, picking up The reason Simmons. I had to pick him up is because it was so wrong on the profile. <laughs> <laughs> so wrong. I can't believe you got the profile. You are accusing the profile. The, the well, British I, Irish I, Lions profile wrong. that had him as 90 kg. I can't believe you were Did accusing he, was, he, was he that heavy? <laughs> That's what he was. Ridiculous, yeah. Um, so next game. Um, well, the other semi-finals. No, no, so, no, no, no. Let, let, let's have a break from semi-finals and, and talk about something which really matters. Do you okay. see Bath Worcester? I, I did. I, I did oh, again. The, the I, I didn't, but I, I just again watching. Watching not. I mean, as good as the ten tries for Northampton were, seeing Newcastle half on the beach was disappointing. Given that in a regular season with promotion relegation, they would have had a chance of being relegated. Uh, and same goes for this other fixture. And it, it, gloriously bad. I mean, pride and personal professionalism and your fans and just general humiliation should have been enough to have brought yep. some sort of uh, response out of all of these players. But clearly, for Bath, that's uh, all words that the Bath players do not recognise. Uh, not one of them recognises that. Uh, one of the most remarkable things which was said during the week was Stuart Barnes writing in the Times and. 
for a long time I've thought that this guy just makes it up as he goes along. <laughs> and one of the things he, he, he said is, to replace Tuolangi, pick a combination of these players. So, like, you know... Oh, just, yeah. Just, uh, just, uh, yeah. Just yeah. yeah. Guess the three... I, I know the three players he went for. So He, he so said to replace Manu Tuolangi, uh, Eddie Jones should pick... So, given that we're talking... Uh, Bath. I'm going to say Thokna Singer. Correct. Yeah, that was one of them. So one. So you, and these are they're going to be playing in different positions. So we've got Thokna Singer. I say it's something ludicrous. Like it, well, not that ludicrous, but um, either Billy Vanapola or Nathan Hughes. No, I can't remember. The, the, it was Elliot Daly. Elliot Daly. Elliot Daly. Joe Thokna Singer and Daly, I'm trying to remember now. I'll get I'll get the times up up to find it. But it was it was it was quite. Yeah, it was like. <laughs> Have you watched any Premiership rugby exactly. this season? I mean, Elliot Daly, that's, that's not critical of him. That's just... Uh, he's, well, he's, he's just a very different player to Manu yeah. Manu Tuilagi. Yeah, so... Um, <laughs> well, Manu Tuilagi's 50 range penalties. That's what he's replacing with Elliot Daly. Exactly right, exactly right. So, the own. <sighs> The only time that Joe Cock and a singer is the answer to the question is if the question is, how do you waste all of your salary cap on someone completely ineffective? And then it is Joe Cock and a singer. The, uh, Joe Cock and a singer plays in the same team as Will Muir. That's the boy you're talking about. Will Muir takes what? contact as well as any winger in, in, in the Premiership. Well, did fact, you see his second try? Yes. Yesterday, admittedly some weak Worcester defending, but he bang, bashes, bashes through contact, yak. Over, but Try. this is week after week, yeah, yeah. and yet somehow Joe Cock and a singer is considered to be the more physical winger. This is nonsense, absolute nonsense. Um, in fact, if, if, if anything, he's just racially pro- pro- profiling because he's not watching the rugby. And the other winger, if you want to talk about physical wingers that like to bang, uh, Ollie Thorley, he loves to bang. He does uh, some, sometimes a bit too much. I think Ollie Thorley has got a touch of the uh, Will, Will Addison, Will Addison yeah, he is about Will Addison. him. Um, which are both fine players. Both will spend too much time on okay, the physio's so, bench. Okay, so Stuart Barnes' argument was put Marchant at 13 because Slade's out of the Australia Tour. Fair enough. I don't think anyone would Is argue Is Slade out of the Australia Tour? Yeah, he's going to miss it. There's a, there's a few players that are opting to have uh, surgery which they kind of need. Uh, Tying up some niggles. I think Slade's one of those. He's going, I'm going to get this sorted. Okay. With the World Cup next year, it's the right time Sense. to do it. Yeah, yeah. And Marchin's been playing really well, so great. Put him Marchin, at yeah, Marchin's playing great. But, but uh, so he's saying that it should be Smith, Farrell, Marchant, and then two big wingers uh, in Daly and Fucking a Singer. <laughs> yeah, fine. If that's what you want. I mean, why not two big wingers in um, Ben Earl and Sam Simmons if, if that's what you want? <laughs> Get banners out of retirement. Yeah, why? It's ridiculous. Uh, anyway, D- Daly's. I don't think of it. He doesn't play like a big winger. No, he's quite. He's quite a strong lad. I just just looked at him. His, his profile has him at. Well, actually, he's incredibly explosive. One one profile, one profile has him at five eleven, and one has him at six four. Uh, Who's this, Daly? Elliot Daly. I would have said uh, all right. Uh, no, I would have said he, he's England. similar size to Aaron Hinckley. Yeah, uh, he's a big not boy. quite yeah, that he's big. big. Yeah, he's six, a big, strong boy. Six six foot and ninety eight kilos. Mm. So yeah, big decent, big, big strong size. Boy. decent size. Not replacing Manu, but he's not. Manu. Yeah, he's not. That's, that's, who is this? But Mark Hankinson, he's uh, six foot five and one hundred and five kg. Yeah, he is not like, in the same he's way. Not that, he's uh, not replacing Manu. Like the idea of depending. Uh, if you want a big strong winger, you want Ollie Hassel Collins would yeah. be a good shout. Will Muir is a bit leaner. But he carries Powerful bloody well. bloody well. Yeah. Um, who else would you? Yeah, put Sam Simmons out there. Sam Simmons, Bell, uh, Alfie Barbary, Maka Vinopola. 
<laughs> you know, if that's what he wants, <laughs> you know, he's obviously not watched any rugby, so you know. <laughs> we digress. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Uh, fair play to Worcester. I said they would win five games this year. They've won six. Six games. Some of the tries were... What, one of them was a COVID win, was it? Or was that, or was that last year? No, it was last, last year. year. They, last they year, won they, three, but two of them were COVID wins. These are legitimate wins. And, these are legitimate and they, wins. they played one fewer game than you were expecting, JB. Yeah. Uh, so they, they, they um, handicapped themselves to get their six wins. Yeah. I think Finn Smith is going to overtake a lot of much better, much more well-known young fly halves. That's what I think. He mm. is a real talent. They're going to go far. If they can sort out their props, maybe picking up a Nick Ortrack might be uh, on the on the menu for dimes. And uh, how many? <laughs> Nick Ortrack has had a few clubs now, hasn't he? Yeah, but um, I'm surprised. Uh, you know, if those, if that whole list of props makes it to next season for Worcester I will be astonished yeah. absolutely astonished they need new second rows they just need people that are, are, are tough and frankly the front five of Worcester are not tough uh, it pains me to say it for a professional player because I know they're a lot tougher than uh, well than me but um, yeah they're just not hard <laughs> it, they need hard players the threshold of toughness uh, that you are being judged against is different to these professional rugby players is, yes that is very very true uh, so they will do that and if they do if they just get that platform sorted out I can see Worcester going on for seven to nine wins seven to nine wins just to to defend you JB you are North Dorset Sevens Vets tough that is right yeah Yeah. everyone's got their level well I'm not even the toughest in North Dorset Dorset Tens veterans that would be Matt Warwick (laughs) by a long way yeah a long long way probably one of the uh, Kyle Hedrington now that's a tough man Hetherington, Hatherall. Hatherall, sorry. He, I like Kyle Hatherall. Yeah, and they've got these, they've got bits of them, Worcester. What's that? Uh, Batley. Yeah. Joe Batley, is it? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. good, good, good. Second row. Uh, You know, so between Ed, what? Oh, Ed. Sorry, Ed, what's his name? The captain? Ted Hill. Ted Hill, that's Edward 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 Hill. Hill. That's what I was thinking. (laughs) Uh, You might might actually be christened Ted. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, never mind. Um, So, yeah, between Edward Hill. And no, he's definitely christened and Edward. I, I know that for a fact. Uh, and Hatherall, they've, they, you know, they've got the nucleus of a very, very tough back row. Mm. So yeah, I, 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 I expect better things from. Them. As for Bath, wonderful. I love the fact that the best leader of a generation, the, the greatest leader of in all of rugby union, Charlie Ewells, should have had a red card again. 
I know. Picked I, up picked up another yellow, but surprisingly not another red. I mean, for the guy who's going to be in the coaches teaching, like a coach on the field, he doesn't learn much. <laughs> now, I'm very sympathetic to the guys getting, getting reds because body control, this and the other. The amount of times that he smashes blokes in, in the head, this was a red for me. It, he was so lucky to say, oh, they stepped into your shoulder. No, they did not. Your shoulder was in the wrong, the wrong height. He is t- he's too much of a liability. I mean, we saw the England Island game, and Bath have seen it. Um, they must have seen it eight or ten times over the last two or three years. With with him being off for significant, it's, he, it's you can't, ridiculous. You can't, England can't. No matter how good he is at training, his positive contributions when he's on the pitch do not justify the risk of carrying someone who is such a liability for cards. His oratory must be a, a, a mixture of Winston Churchill and Barack Obama right, <laughs> to get him sele- selected and to get him paid. I mean, I would have him pay me to get, in, get into my team. I just, I, I can't I can, I can see, I can see something at Bath because he he's like the second coming of Stuart Hooper. On, on the field, on the field. Um, so I can see... Uh, um, maybe um, Stuart Hooper needs to go for some unconscious bias training because he's just selecting someone who fits his Eddie mold. Eddie Jones selects him though, so it can't. But yeah, be. Th- th- there must be. I can see it. So I can see that argument yeah. for Bath. I can't. The England bit. It, it, it is surprising. He must be the best. Tra- he must do all of these things. He must be amazing, mustn't he? But yeah. Eat right. He must say the right things. Okay. Be well, on time. Just, just uh, this might highlight a point. Who who would you pick above him? <laughs> Good, good Who point. Wouldn't I pick? pick uh, well, pick, so, well, then name some. Couple, couple of guys. Martin, been, Chesham. Um, so the guys, the guys who are Hill. above him. So Hill's been injured, and I think Hill is Hill is definitely above him in the pecking order. Yeah. Um, Launchbury's above him in the pecking order, but has been injured. Ed yeah. Slater, Itoji. Uh, we're not seeing much of Ed. No, Slater. No, no, but I still pick but, him. <laughs> um, <laughs> Freddie Clark. Freddie I Clark. I like Freddie Clark. Uh, uh, Tim Clarkson. Swinson. Swinson. <laughs> uh, I would. All these. Uh, no, 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 you, no, you are saying all these, all these, but. No, uh, uh, genuinely, not, yeah, genuinely. It's good. He is the best leader. No, no, no I guess all I'm saying is when. Um, with, with Itoji and Johnny Hill fit, he would get squeezed out of an England squad. Yeah, and, and Launchbury and Courtney Laws, and if Cruz was available. Yeah. Um, but as it maybe, is, maybe it does uh, highlight that there aren't. A, a, I think this will change because yeah. you're getting more South African locks leaving the Prem and more English guys coming through. I think that will change. But it is actually what should be a real strength for England is mm-hmm. not not that deep. The cupboard's a little bit bare there. I think that's a good point. Yeah, I'll yeah, tell you yeah. someone I would pick. Tizard. He, what... Saracen's recruitment yeah. is incredible because they, they got him at the right they time. They got him at the start of the season. Yeah. They knew how good he was before Harlequins, who had him there yeah. at their own club, realised how good he was. And they got him signed up, locked up, and they and they did the same with Theo McFarland. Yeah. McFarland, yeah. McFarland was a good good Nick, bit of business. Nick, it was Nick Kennedy that, that found Theo McFarland. Nick well, Kennedy, friend, of, friend Ken- of the pod. Nick, Nick Kennedy is a friend of the pod. Bombs an author. Remember um, author yeah. <laughs> uh, Nick Kennedy um, is sort of works on a consultancy basis on on just exactly that. I fine. thought he's head of the academy for Saracens. Saracens. 
Yeah, that's mm. what I, that's what I think he is. I okay, maybe maybe he is. Wrong, I, I'm pretty sure I'm right. I think he might have a job in the city, and then I don't know. He might have finger in lots of pies. I mean, mm. yeah. so Bath in this game, I, I might be completely wrong on that. But anyway, it was, Nick, it was Nick Kennedy anyway. So Bath, yeah, Bath were ahead in the, it was the last twenty minutes. Yeah, there was an implosion or explosion, whichever it is. Now, just a little last bit. It's, on, it's four tries in the last twenty minutes for for Worcester. Uh, last bit on on Chorch or Eels, like. Uh, you know, the fact that anyone gets picked from oh, Bath. Sorry, he's head of recruitment at Saracens. Ah, yeah. like ah. And the fact that anyone gets picked for England from Bath is 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 a, a disgrace. In fact, for Wales too, uh, Sam Underhill, Tweepe Valatel, Ben Spencer, uh, all of these guys, they don't deserve. They do not deserve their international places. Uh, it's harsh, but I don't see how you can say, yeah, okay, you finished bottom of the Premiership. Never has so much money been spent on so few points. Uh, <laughs> they were an absolute disgrace. Absolute disgrace. One guy is good to see back. First game in eight months, Beno Urbano. Yes, that is good. That yeah. is very good. Because he, when he was uh, being selected for England and uh, in and around the squad, he was playing some nice stuff. He was, uh, again, just another name, another name. But I mean, their whole front row should be absolute stardust, shouldn't it? Tom Dunne is... Ace England international, yeah, he's he's ace, but he can't yep. be ace if he's play, playing for Bath. Will Stewart, also, ace. I really like Will Stewart. I do as well. I but like them all individually. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who doesn't like Sam Underhill well, individually? That's, no, that's, I, I, I don't like holding it against individuals because where does that end? The only t- only teams in the top four can contribute to England, like Jamie Blamere and George McGuigan. In a poor Newcastle side, they're both in the England squad. I think there's two things going on here. Right? I think that the salary cap means that you do have to pick lads from up and down, up and down the George Ford last the, season, the Premiership, the last two years. Yeah, uh, and you'll see really good lads and really poor teams because that's how the salary cap dictates it. Bath are different though, because they're all good players. They are. That is the best, probably the best fifteen in the Premiership belongs to Bath. I, I get, I get that. But what I'm saying is, they were disgrace. Judging individuals on. The collective output is just the, is, that's not that's not fair. That's not right. I, I think it is in this case, particularly if the guys that you're picking are you know in what, leadership positions. If, what, what about if, Will? If, what, what about Will Muir? Because he is he is putting in. Because you got to you judge him on his performances. I because he is putting. I probably wave that rule for Will Muir. And, because he's putting you, in. Would, you would wave that rule yeah. for Max Jomo as well. And not yet. Maybe I would actually. Maybe I yeah. would. <laughs> <laughs> but like those boys do make things happen. And, and the, so, yeah, and, and the lads are meant to be making well, things F- happen. Finn Smith, Finn Smith, stop talking about him for England and stuff. Get, get, get out. Of there. I think he, I think we're going to see him. No, 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 no I don't doubt it. I'm just, I'm just saying that sometimes you can have terrible teams, and in spite of that, individuals doing everything within their powers. Yeah, you can. I'm not, I'm not trying to argue that but Tom Dunn should be in the English squad. All that, oh, yeah, no, you are right, because Wilmer is doing everything in his power to win games. Uh, Max Ajoma, I wouldn't put him in that in that category. I just think he's so talented um, that he shines no matter what. I don't think he puts in the sort of grunt work that Wilmer does. Where I can't... Where, the, the people I can't get over is the work of the pack, because that... I mean, second row is about hard work, isn't it? It does not. It's not hard to be a really good second row. You just work really, really well, actually, hard. Uh, well, at well, least well, at least one of the second rows should be the sort of one that a lot of people in the stands don't even notice or realise are having mm. a great game, but they're just smashing Hitting rocks rook all day. After rook. I do like Ewan Richards, is it? Yeah. Ewan Richards? I think he's in for a big, big future. Uh, so I like him. He works hard. I like Josh Bayless. He works hard. Uh, 
I like um, the other guy as well. Miles Reed. Miles Reed. Miles Reed. There's a lot, you know, that, that's, but that's why they're terrible, isn't it? They've got all these guys and they're still terrible. So the guys in the leadership positions I have no time for. They, they, they need to lose their jobs. <laughs> I'd love to know what Jolly Yules would get on the open market if they said, right, no contract, go and get 100k? Less than 100k? Right. Yeah, I'm not, pay- I'm not paying more than that. <laughs> Incredible scenes. Incredible. Long may it continue, though. Um... <laughs> So, so the other semi-final, uh, Saracens rested most of their team. Uh, uh, just on the Saracens' fairness. point, and in terms of recruitment and stuff, uh, yeah, Nick Kennedy head of recruitment since 2018, and in a salary cap world, that that's the sort of appointment that shows why Saracens are as good as they are. Yeah, it's like when um, they they give someone really good who was a director of rugby for a Premiership club. He was director of rugby at London Irish. They go, no, your your sole job full time is to go out and get Hugh Tizard for way less than they would have to pay for him now mm. and find Theo McFarlane. That is the dream job, though, isn't it? In a lot of ways, which is just player recruitment. Don't worry about the wins and losses. Just go and re- go and recruit great players. But also, mm. you're, you're connected to the rugby side of it because I bet you they're sort of going, right, Academy, we've got... Uh, OK, sit down with Mark McCall and... Right, we've got got a couple of really good uh, open sides coming through so that's that's sorted so actually if we lo- if we lost Ben Earl at the end of his contract that's okay but what we need to plug a gap in is this and this and this it's, yeah, that, yeah. it's that 4D chess and thinking two three years down the line well it's almost you, like- you'd love that that would yeah. be your f- and, and also Kennedy can say and I've got there's this amazing talented six slash second row he's playing at the Austin Gilgronies so I'm going to spend <laughs> the next two weeks out there scouting yeah sure <laughs> although you better come back with a player <laughs> what <laughs> um, it's not even so much the player is it it's the capability so that's why I love the Theo McFarland uh, pick up so yeah he plays uh, six I'm not entirely sure that Saracens need an additional six, but they do like a lineup option. They do like a you know an athletic guy galloping around the field. Well, what, they what, the, what they identified yeah. with him, having heard people around the club talk about him, is Nick Kennedy clocked him. Uh, they did loads of chats, and Mark McCall was like, "Yes, th- I like this guy's attitude. He 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 wants to work." And they before he arrived, they knew what his weaknesses were, and they had coaching systems in place to upskill him. Love it. Super quick. Nice. It. So he, he has been, his trajectory, they, they identified he's got raw materials, but no, when he comes here, he's going to put in the hours. Much like you talked about with, about with Tom Wood. He's, gonna, he's, so, he's um, single-minded enough that if we give him all this coaching resources, his trajectory is going to be as rapid as it has been. Do you remember mm. me talking about RGC back, back in the day before it all got, all got a bit boring? Yeah, you, yeah. Yeah, we used to have a little bell that we ding when you mentioned yeah, RGC. Yeah, RGC. Um, well, the plan there was they would open, and I don't know what the situation is at the moment, but back in the day, they were quite well known for skills and development. That's basically what they were concentrating on. And they had coaches that reflected that. I don't know if they do now, but that's certainly what they did have. And the idea was develop local talent, and if that local talent was good enough, they would go elsewhere, like, I don't know, James Lang and Sean Lonsdale and Ollie mm-hmm. Cracknell and a few, a few others that have come through the, through the RGC, RGC system. The other side of that was to send lads from Ospreys, Cardiff, um, and uh, Llanethley, uh, sorry, Scarlets, uh, the three regions we're talking about, um, up to RGC to upskill them. So effectively get them away from their you know, South Wales bubble and just have them working in North Wales, not knowing, it, not knowing 
anyone so they can instill the work. Like a Rocky Four training camp. Yeah, and just work <laughs> on their skills, upskill them, and send them back, which I think. As WRU practice goes, that, that's that's pretty good. Mm. If you can get it working, because the, the RGC training facilities are amazing. They are incredible. Yeah. Welsh, Welsh weightlifting, the, yeah, whole, yeah. the whole thing is there. But uh, again, and they're going to go, oh, yeah, lads, you, what, you, what's that, lads? Load of young, like, you want to go out partying, do you? Okay, off you go. Off you go. Where? <laughs> where? Off you go. Real? <laughs> Broadway. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Um, There's a good so, cinema at London, no junction. Which I watched Top Gun in. The, 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 <laughs> Did, you? Did you? Anyone seen Top Gun? No, I've not. No. We'll save that for the end. My word. What a treat. What a treat. Okay. Yeah, but the semi-final is Saracens got panned though, didn't they? They got absolutely pumped by Gloucester. Gloucester's biggest ever win over Saracens. But it was a Saracens second. Saracens were thinking about the semi-final. Gloucester were... They knew they had to win and then hope Northampton would lose. So they knew it was kind of out of their control. Yeah. But they put on a good show. They scored some lovely but tries. They, they'll... I, I, right, Gloucester can tell the right story because what were they last year? Eleventh and fifth this year. Yeah, and the massive improvement and George, huge improvement. Huge improvement. Lots of positive things going on at Gloucester. They can tell themselves a good story. Nonetheless, with where they were, yeah, a month ago even, and and losing in the they way they it. did at Twickenham two weeks ago, they 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 should be gutted. Yeah, I they've just lost you. too many games recently. There were winnable games, particularly the way they've played for most of the season. Well, they were, but I, I think we can look at Gloucester and go. It's this. This isn't their year. Oh, by the way, there's definitely a, a, another Times writer that listens to us 100 percent because there was a. I know one does one which I like a lot. Yeah, no, no, he does sort of like uh, he does the preview for the weekend in quite a light-hearted. Um, light-hearted, uh, jovial way. Just con- move con- Convivial. Convivial. And, uh, and he, he said, maybe next year is Gloucester's year. Maybe. And several other things which, which I thought, mm. I think that's, that is very astute because uh, I think next year, I, Gloucester next year will get the top four, I think. Well, Stephen Jones uh, listens. I, I, I know that for a fact. <laughs> for a fact. How do you know that for a fact? You can't say. I can't say. Have his people contacted you? Hey, Stephen. His people. So, uh, yeah, Stephen Jones uh, found the show. And, you know, a wonderful grassroots podcaster in in his own right. Yes, he's trying his best. He's trying his best. Um, (laughs) So, so Saracen's... uh, He's he's a colleague of mine as well. Oh, he is, isn't he? Yeah. Um, We're on the same payroll. Saracen's (laughs) lose. Oh, hang on. What happens if he gets his lawyers on you? Do you get the same lawyers back on him? (laughs) <laughs> or do they just bring you to a room? <laughs> Mediation mm. over a cup of coffee. Yeah, glorious. So Sar- Saracens' uh, opponents for next weekend also lost this weekend because Quinns travelled to Exeter in a very high-scoring, not not particularly Exeter, but very Quinsy game, forty-seven thirty-eight. Yeah, I have not. This is the game I've not seen actually. Yeah, and and this is where I would say Exeter have had a very disappointing season. There's no, there's no two ways about it from where they've been to where they are I don't think it's as bad as all that and I think this was a, a year of adjustment and mm-hmm. uh, and they've had a few years of being knackered not really having proper pre-season lots of disruption from the success and then internationals and Lions and stuff yeah. nevertheless very disappointing season however talking about all those words we said earlier pride relationship you have with the fans and the care you take over um, the, the when you pull on that jersey you saw that from Exeter who had nothing on the line and, and they really did have nothing on the line. Yeah. No, they they really was, it was totally irrelevant. They should have been on the beach. Do you know who they remind me of now? And I think this is a really good uh, comparison. Pittsburgh Steelers. 
Like, solid ownership, solid coaching. It's not going to go anywhere. And the fans will understand if they drop down to sixth or seventh, knowing that they're well run and... You, know, you you do I don't know I wouldn't say they played to their potential because their potential is beating Harlequins mm. but you're fairly confident that the whole team is in good hands you don't feel that it's like in, incompetence which is like uh, no position that they're in it, it's definitely not incompetence it's not mismanagement it's some uh, component the, the, it's the compounding effect of what you mentioned before Tim plus also the the tweaks and changes. Um, particularly on the latch and uh, the, the goal line dropout. And I think in terms of the, the, the salary cap adjustment, it's actually going to hit Exeter next year more. Oh, so. I was going to say, if you think this it is, is bad, wait for next year. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there's going to be a period of adjustment for them. But the, I think basically the second l- layer of Exeter players is not. It's a big drop-off in some positions. and I, I think it's a bigger drop-off drop off than than the coaches were anticipating it would be. And that's the skill, isn't it? Finding depth within it. And they've tried to, you know, that's what they've tried to do. And in some ways, they've been successful. They had um, a back row of Ewers, Armand, and and Simmons when they won the Premiership. Uh, Armand basically drops out of the team because they've got uh, Vermeulen and, and Kirsten. Kirsten. Yeah. You know, so, you know, they, 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 they continued that and process. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I, do, I do like him. Uh, you know, so they continued that process of finding new talent from basically nowhere, and then been very, very good. I just don't think the, don't think that necessarily has continued. They've looked at those as Schickling and Joseph Scott, yeah, who are huge but can't really scrimmage it. Now, if they do get their heads, yeah, Schickling, I think will come good. I think he might because he's enormous. Well, I, yeah. want, I want him to come good because of some of the that outrageous um, kick chase. Yeah, yeah. And I think he, he nearly scored. Another one was. Um, Harvey Skinner so they tried that it was early this season wasn't it first half of this season where they really gave him an extended run of games at 10 and to you, get him acclimatised and we thought maybe it was so he had game time in his legs come the end of the season when they yeah. need him for playoffs and I thought that was a really smart move but Joe Simmons has not been great this year he was really good against Quinns yeah um, and I, but I think I think um, Skinner Either didn't get enough, uh, sorry, as in not didn't get enough game time, but he didn't show enough to mm. um, meaningfully contest with Simmons, even when Simmons wasn't playing well. Mm. Um, and so, and also yeah. they've not they've obviously not needed him towards yeah. the end of the season. And when you had um, the, who, uh, the oh God, what's his name? Bloody hell, your Olsterman, Jesus, oh, I can't uh, forget Steenson. Uh, we had Steeno, Steeno backing up Simo. That's, yeah, that was awesome. That that was awesome. That that was and they back to time that right because I thought they kind of put Simon uh, put Steno to number two too soon, and I was yeah. I was dead wrong on that. It was they nailed it with the timing of those two of Simmons stepping up and Steno taking more of a back seat. I mean, one hell of a lot of pressure on Chris Tumunda or Chris Tumunda to his mates and yeah. the, and the David Jenkins Jenkins that's it. To step up because they're losing Hill, Skinner, Lonsdale. Uh, Johnny Gray's staying. Johnny Gray is staying, yeah. Well, he was going to be absolutely essential. Yeah. I don't see it getting any better next year for uh, for Exeter. Unless, of course, the coaching team do what they've done for so many years and find a way to win, which is entirely a possibility. And they pick up a load of guys from Cardiff Met University and, <laughs> you know, wherever else that they come from. Cardiff, all the Cardiff Met boys are going to London. Well, Yendel. Pearson. Uh, well, yeah, these days, Pearson, Dombran, and Northmore. Mm-hmm. 
all headed to West London. So, just uh, can we just talk about that Marcus Smith step? The step. For a second. It was like it was like a it was like a sevens in a fifteens. You know when when you when you get sevens players just like not threatening the line, but just kind of jogging laterally across the pitch and then f- waiting for a moment and exploding. Yeah. Marcus Smith that, did that in a fifteen aside game on his own line. Yeah. How did he have? How do you have, how did he look like he had so much time? Because he actually didn't have very much time. But he just looks like he's got all the time in the world to eye up all of his options. Then bang, he's gone. It's unbelievable. <laughs> but the finish from Liner from there was still yeah, very nice. Rapid. Can I very say nice. one of my biggest bugbears in rugby? It is world world rugby and their highlights. So they show you highlights because you've got to remember world rugby don't have many rights to things. So they can't show Premiership on their mm-hmm. YouTube channel. YouTube channel. Uh, Twitter channels, yeah, or, or YouTube, yeah, I mean, or whatever. They can't do Six Nations, yeah. Uh, they can't do most things. To be they fair, they can do World Cup and Sevens, yeah. So Sevens, but they show you the highlights of these tries as if it's Fifteens. Because it, so you think, God, when when was that time that Canada scored that amazing try against New Zealand? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, Sevens. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> this, it does matter if you like Sevens, of course. This was, but this this was amazing. That yeah, like you say, it's Marcus Smith just. Oh, He's he's an unbelievable talent, and that was just that was an awesome moment. Mm. So let's talk about that semi final then. Yeah, the, the two losers from this weekend. I think Holocaust's going to win. So I think you're going for the underdogs. Well, you are going for the underdogs in both games. Quinn's oh, Quinn's Saints final would be awesome. Quinn's right? Saints final would be dynamite. Now the reason I say this is because I. Saracens do have some weaknesses. I mean, as much as they tell themselves that they are still the same Saracens of old, they must they must know that they're not quite there. If they were playing Sale, or if they were playing anyone else, or Exeter, or even Leicester, someone who is a bit more powerful, I think Saracens will you know, give them a good hiding, just like they did to Sale, to be fair. Against someone as slippery as Quinns, you just don't know how it's going to go. Well, that, that's how Toulon unpicked them. I mean, Toulon had a load of big men, but actually... It was when Toulon went, right, we're going. Bosch, we're off. Yeah. Carbonell, Villiers. The, yeah. Mm. yeah, that's it. Colby. Now, here's, here's the fly in the ointment for, for me, which is Saracens are used to winning. They know how to win. Their players know how to win. Not, But far from their first rodeo. And I wonder if they're not that bothered about Harlequins still. I mean, yeah, Harlequins are the t- uh, uh, champions, but in Saracens' mind, they're only champions because they weren't there. You know, mm. Not because they deserve it. Yeah, yeah. And on on Harlequin's side, I just hope they don't get a little bit emotionally overawed by this because they hate Saracens. <laughs> They've always hated Saracens. They think that they're filthy cheats. Uh, you know, Conor O'Shea has been on... Saracens are a small club. Um, Quinn's has always been the big club. Yeah, Conor O'Shea was saying, you know, it, yeah, uh, it's impossible to win anything when they're cheating. I think Rob Shaw said something similar. And, I and, and has the has the Quinns sort of animosity stuck with like the guys that have gone off like Alex Anderson for example? Does he still dislike Quinns? He hates Quinns. <laughs> he loathes Quinns. <laughs> but he's also used to winning. Well, he used to be used to winning. Um, yeah, he really. I, <laughs> he stands and talks about Harlequins. It's like this thin veneer of actually no. Um, yeah, it's like this thin veneer of civility. But actually, there's like a mist of an animal. Uh, a mist of enamel as he's grinding his teeth talk, talking about them. <laughs> so, um, yeah, does not like them. Uh, and maybe, maybe, maybe Saracens just keep that very much better hidden than Quinns. But Quinns, uh, if they go away from what they're good at, because they get 
too overly emotional. Yeah, they will get it done by Saracen. So if both teams play to their potential, I think Harlequins will will, will unstitch them. Quins, I'd I'd give. I think Quins are more likely to to win this than Northampton. I think Northampton win maybe one in five against Leicester, mm. and this is more finely balanced. Maybe two in five to to Quins and three in five to to Saracens. I, I think this is going to be. I think this will be a really good game. Fascinating. I, oh. Yeah. No, I can't. Cut. I. I'm. I'm on the fence on this one. I I'm, don't. I, except for bigger Ford, which is yeah, like that's a matchup, isn't it? But I don't know if there's. I mean, it's, it's, it's just two 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 great players. Farrell but, Smith. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can't wait to see how Owen Farrell takes care of Marcus Smith if he gets a chance. Good luck. I, mean, I can guess some Charlie Yule's justice. <laughs> I don't. Would be, like, red, wow. red card for Farrell. He's out of the Australia tour. Yeah, massive head injury for Marcus Smith. He's out of the Australia tour. Finn Smith. Finn Smith. Called. <laughs> so I, I, yeah, it's going to be awesome because I, I'm sure that there are some mind games going on there. As much as they think that they're above it, and it's just about winning the game. Both of them. Are, I, I don't know. I've never met Mark, Mark, Marcus Smith. I've never spoke to him. Does he strike you? He doesn't strike me as a competitive. I know that sounds ridiculous. So they're all competitive, but do the way Owen Farrell and Dan Bigger, he's uber competitive. No, no, he is on the on the I, field. He well, is I, a million. Don't you remember the way we used to talk about him as a teenager when he first burst on the scene? Like his first game, he's in there shouting at Jamie Roberts. Shouting yeah. Get in the hole. What? Yeah. Yeah. I'm Jamie Roberts. <laughs> Get in the hole. No, he's, um, yeah, I th- I think I think he is. I think he probably hides it a little bit better than Bigger and Farrell because they are they are so close to bubbling over the yeah. whole time that they play whereas Mark Smith is cool he's flicking his hair like he's a French fly half instead of an English fly half exactly in fact the four fly halves in the premiership semi-finals are amazing they are amazing and yeah seriously talented I tell you what incredible love, lovely like uh, awesome competitors incredibly talented just lovely men as well uh, well, the two of them are. <laughs> Which two aren't? I would. Dan, Dan Bigger, I like proper man crush on him. Yeah, Marcus completely. Smith is could not be. And I'm not saying they're not, be nicer. they're not lovely men, but I don't know if I'd want to go. Would you want to go for beers with Ford and Farrell? No, no, <laughs> that's not the point because they're so focused. Like back to what you said about Tom Wood, they're yeah. they're so they're, they're as good as they are because they're so solely focused. I'd, like to analyze. I'd love to go for a beer with Tom Wood though. Yeah, right. sort of axe throwing and wood cutting. But no, but and, I'd quite like to. to Analyse a game over a beer with, oh, uh, yeah. with Ford or Farrell. Either of them. Mm. Yeah. Them, them. If you're talking rugby, then well, yeah. Analyze, analyze a game with a player. There's only one 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 person to to go to. Oh, yeah. Can John you imagine? Can you imagine most rugby players? If you if you sat down in a bar and you would just chew their ear off about rugby, they'd be like, "Oh, come on!" Whereas actually, Ford and Farrell would be—they'd love it. Where are you going, JB? I bought you another pint. (laughs) Oh, the dream! Oh, I I had my chance to chew off Owen Farrell. Oh no, actually, did we see him in? Don't think we saw him in in the pub in in Philly. In Philly? No, I he he wasn't out. No, he, he was not. All the other boys were out drinking. Mara was there. Goody was there. Billy V was there. Scalpberger. Scalpberger. Scal- Scal- yeah. Bosch and Bosch. Looking like the coolest three men you've ever seen. Drinking bourbon. Yeah, and, what, what, uh, propping up the bar, drinking bourbon. What, uh, absolutely awesome. Great no, mates chatting to us. Great mate. The greatest of mates. Yeah. Hanging out. Now, one area. Craig uh, Doyle as well. Had a few beers with Craig Doyle in uh, in Philly. Hmm. Good. 
Yeah, when we were allowed to travel back in the day. Um, one area where Harlequins have a distinct advantage over Surrey's, I believe, is it is, is it Scrum Hawk? Danny Care. I was about to say exactly that point. Yeah. Now, Alan Davis has been brilliant. They've been raving about how much how good he's been this year at Saracens. He's decent. Yeah, he's a he's but a. Serv- you are right. He's match, match winner right there, Danny Care. Yeah, I mean, as good as he is, he's not the third highest try scorer in Premiership history, which Danny Care is. Um, he also broke the record for most yellow cards in a season this year. Great effort, great <laughs> effort, but in the, in the right way. In uh, the right way, yeah. Where, where I also think is, have Saracens still got enough of that um, uh, depth that their bench could be a game changer? Because that was always something you looked at Saracens yeah. bench, and we know why now. But they do have; they're going to probably have Lazowski on the bench, and in fact, where are they going to play everyone? Because Tom, Tompkins and Daly will be the centres. Tompkins will play. Farrell, yeah. Farrell, Tompkins, Daly. On the wings, you'll have Malins. Uh, mates. Great mates, probably. No, he'll be on the bench, I bet. And then you're good, good at fullback. Could, you're definitely good at fullback. So I th- who's, who's I, the wing then? Um, well, it has Shagan. Shagan, Lewington. I think, I think great mates. Lewington. I think great mates will play on the wing. Yeah, I think in a big game. Yeah, it's and it's going to be a it's going to be a, a tough old affair. This yeah, that, it's going to this is this. I think this is the, I don't know. I mean, obviously, there's the Midlands derby. It, some, I've never felt that London clubs have had good derbies. It's just it's too big. They're too. You know, but the moment it feels like that is actually the bigger rivalry. Well, then. the story you got. They were down in the championship. Quinns won it, and now Saracens coming back. It's just oh, it's just, the two matches. I'm so excited about why history matters. Why weekend. rivalries matter? Yes, <laughs> this is. I mean, it's from a weeks ago. We were picking. Please let these two be the semi-finals. Hmm. So good. It is better than the, 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 the semi. I, I don't know why. I don't. I think the final no, doesn't work. The semi is semi is where it needs to be. In terms of the final matchups, what we've already said that in terms of just bonkers rugby, Saints Quins would be great, and also just too hard. Like if you want brutal rugby, Leicester v Saracens will be awesome. So that, I think they're, they're like opposite ends of the spectrum because Leicester Saracens will go to a low scoring affair. Because yep. you've got the Borthwick Saracens link as well. Yeah, um, you've got the Ford Farrell. Um, Respect, hatred, counteracting each other beautifully. Um, in terms of total bonkers, the opposite end of the spectrum, it would be 50 points to 48 would be um, Saints, Quinns. And, and Quinns Leicester will be a bit like Exeter Quinns last year, where, well, no, because no, cause, no, cause Exeter play really go for it as well. But like, yeah. no, Quinns Leicester would be a total ma- uh, mishmash of styles. Mm. Yeah. So. Saracens beat Leicester. Saracens beat Northampton. Quinns probably beat Leicester. North Northampton beat Quinns. So if these two teams win, you know, I'm suggesting I think Northampton Northampton win. win it. Go on to win. That would be win the prem. That would be impressive. What a story that would be. That's how I see it going. But if they see Saracens, that won't be going. That will not go well for them. <laughs> that will go I, incredibly badly. Actually. So if you're gonna. You're going to put your money. You've got ten pounds. You've got to. You've got to put it on one of these four to win the Premiership. Who are you putting it on? Oh Christ! Well, hang on. I think Northampton are going to win. I think Harlequins are going to win. You've got to put your own money. Your ten pounds. I can't put it on the. the I, I simply can't put it on. Let on. If I was going to put money on the semis, that's where. That, that's where I put it. Who's going to win the whole thing? Who is going I'm to be champion? Saracens, but because I've said those two. 
toss it between Harlequins and Northampton. Go on. Do you put your money where your mouth is? You said Northampton before. Yeah, Northampton, go then. If I was putting £10, I'd do it. Well, hold, hold on, hold on. Okay, so we were going to have uh, a little bit of a premiership day, weren't we? And a, a, yeah, a little yeah. sort of egg chasers AGM on, 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 on finals day in two on weeks. On finals day in two weeks. So we could uh, we could first round after the final whistle. Let's let's do that. Yeah, let's do that. Let's absolutely do, do that. So you're going for maybe, Saints. Yeah, maybe we could go to um, Premiership, the actual Premiership final itself. I mean, after all, they are giving away tickets to racist dads and stuff like that. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe they'll invite us. Maybe not. <laughs> I need to actually make a phone call to Premiership Rugby see if the racist dad is still going. <laughs> oh dear! I mean, if if no one rescinded the tickets, he'd got all sorts of great great offers, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, that might be worth revisiting in, in in the off season. Which offers did this guy get? And rehashing the story, people are just thinking, why are they talking about racist dads? There is there is a, there is a reason for it. Um, Tim, who would you put if you had ten pounds? Your own money now. First round. Saracens. I would also put my money on Saracens. I think you boys are probably right, but I, you know, because I've picked the way... Seeing, picked. Seeing, as, seeing as we're doing it, seeing as you said Saracens no, first, no, no, I will... No, 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 because you're, you're very clear on Saracens, but I... I, I, would, I, I, I what, No, I'd be interested to know, at the same time, three, two, one, say what the other money you would put on. Oh, God. Three, two, whoa, whoa, whoa. one, Quinns. Leicester. Not going to be Leicester. I don't think it is going to be Leicester. Can I just... I, I, one of the things to say on this... I right? think whoever wins the Queen's Surrey's semi-final is, is going to be win the champion. It. Just on the... There's yeah, one of the storyline which I really want to happen is Richard Wigglesworth to win another premiership. That would be nice. <laughs> that would be awesome. Six, baby. And then with go, three clubs. Yeah, and good passing. Has, has anyone won it with three clubs before? Not like... Surely not. Can't have done it. Surely not. Um... No, because you'd have to, you'd have to, you'd have to have played for Leicester and Saracens and or Northampton. Quins. Hang on, Ayula Rinley Exeter. played for Wasps. Wasps didn't uh, won it with Wasps, and he played for Leicester. Hmm. Not when they won it. I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to check on that. Um, the other guy, who else played for Wasps and Leicester? There's another guy who played for Wasps and Leicester. No, I can't think of many who's done Leicester and Northampton. Oh, I can think of one that's done Northampton and Wasps and won, and won it with both, I think. Oh, no, he didn't. Wasps. No, no, he didn't. No, uh, I was going to say Matt Dawson. He, he won a, Euro, a European title. With Northampton. Yep, and then won the Premiership with Wasps. There must be somebody. I'm not sure there will have been someone who won it with three. One with three teams. A handful with two. Yeah, there, and there will be a handful, like Wigglesworth, Hodgson. Oh, that's a good one. Skivington. He won it with Wasps, but did he not play at Leicester? Uh, they were not playing at Leicester. Did no. he play London Irish? Yeah, he played for London Irish. I'm sure he played at Leicester as well. Maybe. Yeah, I, th- I thought he played at Leicester, but... Maybe. Uh, yeah. yeah, he did. And he played at Saracens, although... Didn't oh, really, so he'd didn't, be the one that could have done he, it. Yeah, but he didn't actually play. For, so he was, oh, uh, okay. I think he was at Academy there. How on the winners are Leicester, Wasps, Leicester, Northampton, mm. Leicester, Northampton, Saracens, Exeter, Exeter, Quins, Quins in twenty twelve-ish, Sale in two thousand five though, so long ago now, and that's it. So no, mm. I don't. Newcastle, 
Ooh, the original one. It, was, it wasn't the Premiership. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't the. No. <laughs> it was, there was just a league table. They came top of the league table with yeah. Rob Andrew and Johnny Wilkinson as the two tens. So the answer is, I don't think there is. Someone will tell us, but I can't imagine there is. Wiggy, that that would uh, be cool. That would be a cool story. Yeah, yeah, someone someone who's kind of been the third choice scrum half in three different teams. If only they did like, if they did rings like the NFL, he would he would he's the closest we get to Brady, isn't he? Oh yeah, yeah. Absolutely. He's got five, right? Or has he got six? He's got six. He's got a load with Saracens. So he, he would be seven, he would be Tom Brady. Yeah. That'd be just a great story. And he's got one more year to go. One more year. With a you know, improving improving Leicester team. Anyway. He's a lot younger than Tom Brady as well. So you're saying he, sh- he can just carry he on just going? Just keep going. Just keep going. Well, he's not. It doesn't seem like he's slowing down. <laughs> well, still, he's still playing he, very well. Yeah. He, being rapid was never one of his exactly key skills. Exactly, exactly. It's the difference between him and P- P- uh, uh, him and P- PS Beast. PS Beast was too talented to be any good. <laughs> right. Well, I think we've done Premiership t- to death. Yes. Let's leave it there. Yes, thank you very much for listening. Hit subscribe, uh, leave us a five-star review. Go to patreon.com forward slash eggchasers. We'll have more content coming there soon. Get in touch if you want to be part of North Dorset Sevens or with any other thoughts and emails, contact eggchasers at gmail.com and we'll see you on the next one. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.